there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. Hello, I am BT Calloway. I have watched the entire show from beginning to end. Joining me is Elliot J. of O'Neill, who has watched from the end until now. Elliot, how you doing, buddy? Echo Twitter. I don't know what you're saying, so let's just move on. <laughs> but did you learn Dothraki when I wasn't looking? <laughs> yes. Convincing, isn't it? Yes, incredibly. Not enough... <laughs> <laughs> Not enough murder either. No, I was just alive. trying to clear my throat, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, Dothraki, throat clearing, whatever, all good. <laughs> but we just watched season seven... Season... <laughs> we just watched season seven, episode two, Stormborn. Uh, Elliot, what just happened? Uh, the same thing that happened the last two episodes. There was a lot of talking yep. and strategy and planning and talking about what's coming or the why walk is it coming and they're violence everywhere. And then yep. the other guy was like, ah! Everything exploded. Everyone died. It, uh, to let everyone else out there know, this is the one. Yeah, not, not a lot of big events happen until the very end of this one. Um, we get a dark and stormy night on Dragon's Reach and everyone's kind of making some plans and stuff. Uh... Arya bumps into Hot Pie again from a previous uh, I like thing. this kid. Yeah, I know. He's like the only other nice person in the entire universe mm. is just Hot Pie and Sam. And <laughs> Sam feels like he belongs in a different universe. We'll get to that kid. Is his name actually Hot Pie? No, it's just he makes Hot Pies and I guess they just called him Hot Pie and it's stuck. You know, you get that one nickname. Yep. Sticks forever no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the big event is when Euron's fleet intercepts the Greyjoy uh, fleet led by Yara and just decimates them, wipes out the Sand Vipers. Uh, Theon takes a leap into the water, leaving Yara in Euron's filthy hands. Oh my goodness. <sighs> so here's the payoff for that uh, rescuing scene that I saw. Mm. And so I know how that all came to be. No wonder she was pissed at that fucking dickless coward. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, oh, sorry, forgot the uh, uh, alliteration. Cockless coward. Cockless coward. There we are. Nice. Not very cocksure at all. No, I mean, like, why, why don't we do this opposite? Let's do this backwards. Let's start with the ending and talk about that epic, you know, battle scene right then and there. Well, this ties into my overall feelings about the episode is that the this and the last two we've watched um, have just been this total formula, uh, formula. Yeah. It's made the show feel formulaic to me. But the difference with this one is I didn't find myself really bored with it like mm. i loved a lot of the performances in this episode and especially this battle sequence my fucking christ Mwah. it is really unexpected yeah and even you watching it backwards yeah i think you were genuinely stunned when this ship just barges into the other one and you're just like oh fuck i was yeah. watching this the first time through and just be like oh shit yeah because <laughs> they get ruined unexpected and just artfully produced mm -hmm. like the contrasting colors i'm looking at you fucking long night i know every <laughs> battle scene we see that looks good it's like see long night you see how it's done like this yeah well especially this one because it's using fire and the night as like a really good contrast mm. so you've got these amazing purple dark blues you know clashing against these bright orange and yeah. yellows and From all the flames and the sparks going through the air the sparks oh huh. my god it's like horrendous christmas lights on <laughs> like the sleigh bells ringing get it sleigh, sleigh. oh i got it <laughs> um and the other thing that stands out to me about this scene is the weapon diversity mm-hmm 
you got pikes, you got axes, and like not just swords. There was a whip. Yeah, there, there was, was some a Catwoman action. <laughs> some decent Catwoman action. <laughs> yes, these were the Sand Vipers, uh, which you've only seen one of them. You've only seen them in defeat, right? Uh, but they do have a little chat beforehand about you know getting to King's Landing and murdering everyone, and who's going to kill who, and. Uh, yeah, and then you kind of see that maybe they're just not used to this kind of chaotic battle and, and dirty fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the girl with the whip just gets owned. Oh, yeah. No, I get like the vibe that if uh, Euron was around now, he'd be like totally one of those Joker tragics online fucking talking about we live in a society and everything's fucking <laughs> twisted and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, really just getting sad about Mattel bringing out gender-neutral Barbies. <laughs> yeah, his uh, avatar being, um, oh, fuck, who's the new uh, Joker? Walking Phoenix. Yeah, and just like, this guy understands me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing. Uh, it also brings me to a variation on our new segment, Cockless Talk. Because <laughs> we didn't really have any cock talk, but we did have plenty of cocklessness. Yeah, there's a lot of mentions of eunuchs in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just specifically when uh, Euron calls Theon a cockless coward before he bails over the side. Mm-hmm. It's proving his point. And he fully does. Like, And I've never seen Theo. What's his the- name? Theon. Theon. Yeah, I've never seen him like this. And I've always wondered why he was like always so distant and fucking... So, uh, how do I put it? I don't know. Even in a sense, beige. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I guess that's what The Longest Night was, was his trying to prove himself and get Mm -hmm. over that. But also he fucking died like a gimp in that too. Yeah, but he also (laughs) has that great scene where uh, he's trying to convince some of the other Greyjoys to go after Yara and they beat the crap out of him and he just keeps getting up. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was his redemption arc. And uh, this is his low point and uh we'll go to one of his other low points eventually <laughs> but yeah that was his captain america i could do this all day moment and he's like haha you found my one non-weakness you kicked me in the cock leaving me with the opportunity bam bam bam, bam. <laughs> that's right he yeah. did have another redemption arc yeah. kicking your enemy in their strong point is not a good idea <laughs> um god what else do i want to say about this scene while we're here before we mm. move on fuck um, How about the uh, Dornish lady and Yara just eyeball fuck before they nearly almost <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, I wrote down cock blocking uh, battle sequence and I'm like, oh, wait, it is, but it is, anyway. No one there has a cock. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the three people in this room have one thing in common. <laughs> You'll never guess what it is. Um, yeah, geez. Like, my notes are really frantic because, like, I was, like, trying to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so much is going on, packed in, like, the last 10 minutes of this. But... Oh, all the fucking uh, ear and tooth harvesting as well. That was fucking brutal. That was, yeah. When uh, Threon just takes this moment of looking around and people are, like, claiming prizes from their victims. And, man, yeah. it's, it's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, The acting in this scene was just, yeah, on top form fucking... Great mm-hmm. direction, great use of cutting. I fucking loved this battle sequence. Yeah, because it's chaotic, but that's that seems like the good kind of chaotic. Yeah. Where the important parts we can still tell. It's not entirely clear where the geography and things like that, but you get the urgency and the chaos of it. And you also get a sense that, you know, the uh, the goodies might overcome this as well. Like, For a uh, brief moment. Yeah, like, it's the daughter, right, that has that fucking epic knife shot as yep, well? Yep, yep. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, because you're all like, oh, they've invaded them, but they don't know they've got the Sand Vipers on board. Oh, they're going to kick some... Oh, one of them just got shanked. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess that final scene of one of the one of them hanging by her own whip and the other one impaled through the spine. It's it's nasty. And then the mother going, "Oh, kill us now, get it over with." And then that fucking creepy lurch dude going, eh, nah. "No, <laughs> not even saying no properly, just nah." Yeah, the direction was like, "Just say no with your eyes, yeah. everything but your face, but your mouth." Just, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that's who he looked like. Fucking, uh, oh, I can't remember his name from Hot Fuzz. Uh, oh, Yarp. Yeah, that. <laughs> you know, that's the hound. That's, what? That's Callus' face. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, for real. Same dude. Oh my god. Yep. Huh. I mean, Yarp. <laughs> wow. I never would have thought. I guess it's one of those things like in movies when, you know, they build someone up to be taller than they are, you know, mm-hmm. just standing on Apple boxes. But the thing is, as a viewer, it's hard to remove that. Yeah. It's like Hagrid. You know, he's actually not that huge. No. <laughs> David, what's his name? Played Crocker. What, what's Cracker? It? What's his face? Cracker, yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yep, nope, that's fair. Uh, so let's move on the questionnaire to uh, most valuable part. What do you think was the standout moment for this episode? Yeah, besides that. Um, give me a second. <laughs> I mean, I got mine chambered if you want. Go for it. I'm going to say the love scene between Grey Worm and Missandre. It was, you know, first of all, that also ticks off our nudity question. Yay! Yay, some nudity at long last. Mm. Uh, but no, this is just a real tender, sweet scene. It's really nice. Like, um, even going backwards, it's still, you get their relationship a little bit more and that this was a big moment for both of them. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in this moment, I was like, yeah, I feel this. And like, it kind of made me disappointed because we don't really explore yeah, it that we much don't. more. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm a little bummed about that as well because it's... One thing to focus on all the big players in a kind of epic struggle, but, you know, there's a saying in writing that the bigger your concept, the smaller the thing you focus on. If you want to tell a story of a war, you don't focus on the generals, you focus on the pair of shoes left behind by a fleeing family. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. No, um, this is a real human story, and yeah. but I didn't know it until this moment because, you know, we saw Miss Andre's boobs, and we saw her butt, and we saw her little fucking back dimples. I love the back dimples. Back dimples are delightful. Um, and then she was pulling down the pants, and I'm like, hey, am I about to see my first cock in Game of Thrones? And you were like, no! Because <laughs> he's a eunuch as well. Cockless! Cockless this talk. This has been cockless talk. I don't know what the sound effect for that is. <laughs> it's, a st- it's still zip. Still, still a zipper, but then like a, a <laughs> just a slightly more disappointed zipper. <laughs> There's no thud after the zip. <laughs> but yeah, in the next episode we get, you know, Miss Andre saying, oh, many things happened. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I, I like the implication that they figured something out. I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah, well, you get an idea of what. <laughs> but you know, how many other things other that than... That rhymes with fun of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are not a poet. <laughs> don't I know it. Um, but y- yeah, I... fingers. <laughs> I really liked the tenderness of this scene, and yeah. And so it's sort of left unsaid of the story between them until, basically until she fucking gets hung. Decapitated. Yeah. Oh, decapitated. Right right. off. Yeah. It's like getting hung, but with a sword. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, the neck is only there for a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I always thought, yeah, this dude was, like, unnecessarily angry. And, yeah, and I feel like this is the fault of the show now. Mm, yeah, not um, the character. Rather, I only really noticed this on in retrospect as well. But yeah, the fact we didn't get a bit more focus on them is is a shame. They're g- great actors. They're good, interesting, compelling roles. Yeah, uh, it's obviously incredibly difficult for him, being you know a eunuch and all, and also just this solid you know soldier type. I do like his little story about you know uh, when the unsullied are young, they find out what your biggest fear is, and they make you experience that. And if you die, so what? And if you don't, good. Um, so and- yeah, when we're, we're getting like 
tenderness in the fact that yeah they're revealing themselves yeah. this is this is the most open he can be and it's it's really beautiful it's a, and it's well shot it's very warm because they have that firelight mm-hmm. ah, fantastic stuff really really touching and also hot yes <laughs> extremely hot and you know this was a moment as well because like I've been a bit iffy on the actor playing Miss Andre. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't really been a fan of her performances. Mm-hmm. She fucking nailed it oh, in this yeah, one. totally. Whereas even in contrast to the scene before, she was like, that's not the correct translation. Oh, yeah, that, that, that felt oof. really heavy-handed exposition-y. And this is uh, one of those, well, from the box, uh, <laughs> where there's this prophecy about the prince who was promised. And so that's basically the show saying, oh, it might not be. It might be someone else. Could be her. No, I just thought this was the language having a rare moment of uh, gender and neutral wokeness. Yeah, no, it's um, just some real exposition-heavy moments that could have been a little bit better scripted. Yeah, so you know what? In all fairness to her, it might not have been her fault. That was a shitty line. <laughs> yeah, it was very, yeah, just blunt and uh, you get it, internet. This is what mm. this could be. Womp womp. I'm thinking I'm finding uh, the scenes around the Stony Throne uh, 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 being consistently some of my least favourite. Yeah, all of uh, Dragon's Landing. Dragonstone. I keep getting that damn name wrong. Mm. Dragonstone. 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 I'm almost getting the names wrong on purpose. So, yeah. You, yeah. Know. <laughs> no, like, you have that excuse. I'm supposed to be here to, to write that ship for clarity. Um, yeah, but a lot of the scenes around Dragonstone were just standing and talking. Yep. And, uh, I mean, that's fine. It's all, you know, important. Blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, uh, this is the woman that stood out in the field again as well. Uh, yeah, Melisandre, the red woman. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Clarice Van Houten. Oh, the, the Van Houten yeah. that we saw in that episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Where she taught fart, Bart how to vape. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> These weird, are sto- weird times. <laughs> yeah, we complain what happened in Game of Thrones. Wait till you see what The Simpsons did Ooh. with Game of Thrones characters. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, my MVP, now that I've thought about it a bit, was... The man who doesn't belong in this series, Samuel Tully. And I gotta say, yeah, this section I don't even think belonged in Game of Thrones. That is until the fucking surgery. Ah oh, man, that as one of my early violence notes is uh, him trying to cure him of grayscale and this, mm. you know, green sludge just pulsing out of him. And, <laughs> oh, man. and man, full props to the guy who plays um, Captain Friendzone, aka Callus Bod, <laughs> aka. Uh, Jorah Mamon, because uh, he's selling the agony of that moment. It's it's intense. Yeah, and oh, it's, and honestly, so Samwise, he's selling yeah. the fear. Like, and he, um, yeah, that nervous energy comes across really well, and uh, it certainly says, "Oh, uh, we're going to, you know, have to uh, cut the layer of skin off and add a medicinal herb." And whatever, but, but it works. <laughs> here. It really completely lands. I'd like you to drink all of this. What is it? Rum. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is going to hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> and he takes the sip and then he like kind of gags on it because he's sad wise and he doesn't belong in this world. <laughs> oh, it's fucking fantastic. Like, because especially in contrast with the other, like when the elder fucking fucko is stacking the books into his arms, it's such a goddamn comedy in that moment. Yeah, yeah, I did. Because that immediately comes after the uh, Grey Worm Misandre scene. So I yeah. wrote from uh, boobs to books. <laughs> and it's again, again, it's a good contrast of things going on in this world. Yeah. So, uh, um, I've got to get back to surgery, but on that boobs to books moment, there were um, like three great transitions in this. There mm. was that, the, the grabbing of the book when it yep. was like the grabbing from sexual gratification. Uh-huh. Uh, there was the... Metaphor! Oh. <laughs> uh, there was the... 
oh, it was from the surgery to the pies. The, yeah. The fucking scooping out of, like, delicious cream that came from the yeah, scooping out of the Because you flinch at first, and you're like, wait, no, that's a pie. <laughs> and a pretty good-looking one at that. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, during the fight, there was a scene where someone came down with a sword, and it came out, and it was the girl who came up with the sword, the one that got kidnapped. Uh, Yara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was another great transition as well, just between the fighting. So yeah, transitions as well in this episode. Yeah. Um, amazing. But uh, oh my God, that surgery again. Holy fuck, that looked gross. Like peeling the skin off an old bit of fruit that was also meat. Yeah. <laughs> Meaty fruit peeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I fucking loved that scene. Yeah, Amaz- well, well done makeup effects team, well done actors, well done every single element of this. It's uncomfortable, and <laughs> it should be. Yeah, like, I'm pretty desensitized to things I see on TV that I know is a show. Mm-hmm. Like, I have trouble watching surgery footage, because, yeah. like, I know that's an actual thing. That's a body. Yep. Yeah. But in this, I can just rationalize, oh, they just use some dried up cake mix and some <laughs> wet cake mix. <laughs> yep. Just oatmeal and plaster paint. Yep. But no, this one, yeah, it was, ooh, it was so cringy and I was like squirming in my seat. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's that weird reaction of, I'm disgusted. Good job. <laughs> I need to throw up. <laughs> Put it on HBO. Yep. Um, um, yeah, that's my MVP. No, it's a good moment. Um, yeah, curing of Sir Jorah. Again, this is another rushed element where he's cured by next episode. But, I mean, given how good this scene looked, it works, kind of. Yeah. No, uh, um, I guess going backwards, I was kind of expecting it to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm wondering now is, like, now where he comes from. So, I yes. guess this, like, gets to be its own little three-episode arc, which is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> we also get the dropping of the um, the guy who's writing a chronicle of the wars following the death of King Robert. What, you don't like the title? It's like, ooh, I wonder what he could call it. He was like, mm, thinking of something more poetic. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And yeah, this was in this moment that I felt like it totally div- diverged into a different show. So I was like trying to come up with like other medical shows that this could be. Mm. Uh, Grey Worms Anatomy. Oh, nice. But I, the other thing I did like as well was the elder fucko. That's going to be his name now. Yep. He was sterilizing his medical poking stick, yep. which he was using in the previous episode. I know. Consistency <laughs> with the medical poking stick. He should have been using the, the scalpel and rum like Sam was. Why have I not seen that in like cosplay things? Of just <laughs> real medical poking sticks. <laughs> yeah, God, I, don't, I don't get it. Why not? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, also, speaking on parallels to uh, Cock Talk, we have Dickon Tarly returns. Oh, my God. This is just a running joke <laughs> in this just... series, isn't it? He's the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> ladies. But even Jamie, who was like <laughs> holding it together, where in front of uh, Bron, Bron, yeah, David Cross. Yeah. Even in this moment, he was having his little immature harumph. Yeah, because he's like, "Ah, oh, Rick on, isn't it? Uh, Dick on." It's like, how often do you have to do that, you poor <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> but I, I almost like to entertain the thought that he doesn't get it. <laughs> like, it's like, what why? did I say, guys? Why does everyone always laugh at that? <laughs> Well, we do know there's that bit where uh, the Hound is talking to uh, Tormund Giant's Bane. He's like, Dick. What? What's Dick? Cock. Cock. Uh, Dick. I like it. Oh, yeah, I bet (laughs) you do. So maybe, you know, it hasn't got around to this part of the world. Oh, yeah. You know. Local language sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, different dialects in Westeros. Entirely possible. Hmm. Yes. 
Man, everything else is talking scenes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we have any other... No, I don't think we have anything to co- else to cover on violence, the violence question. No, not really. Uh, look, when this episode first started out, I thought it was literally going to follow the same path as the other ones, but honestly, that stopped when a lot of the Denarius scenes did as well. Yeah. And, and of course, as my mind wanders in those scenes, because... Mm. What else is that? Fucking do? boring. Um, yeah, not only does she have the most elaborate braids in the world, <laughs> in all the land, but also her hair has like those impossible twists. That mm. correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. I'm sure there's some of you that listen to this podcast that you can only achieve that with like curlers and hairspray, like. Ye old curlers and hairspray. <laughs> like, I'm assuming there were round cylinders back then, but yeah. I doubt they had the hairspray. Get, get an iron poker, get it so it's not, like, red hot, but warm, mm. coil your hair in it, then cover that with, like, snake piss, and that'll hold it in place. <laughs> we There was weird cosmetic shit back in the day, man. Like, again, mm. urine was used to bleach people's hair blonde, and they just did that because that didn't seem weird. Because huh. history is a terrible place to live. Oh, uh, sorry, that was the other thing. Um, Tyrion's scar has been wildly inconsistent throughout this it series. It has been a little bit. I think I noticed a bit more of an eye scar. And some of you can chalk up to it being healed a little bit over time, but not in, from episode to episode. Well, that's what I thought, and that's what's striking me about this episode, is it seems way more healed now than it did in the last couple. Mm. Like, I specifically remember that scene where uh, he's power walking, trying to get past the guards, and... They've mm. got the aphrodisiac crab and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a... It was quite pronounced, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in this one, it isn't. That makes no sense. Mm. And to me, watching it backwards. <laughs> yep. That's that's weird. Yeah, you'd think people... That would be like someone... Because the costume designers on this worked really hard. There are all these articles talking about all the different details hidden in a bunch of stuff. And uh, it's amazing. It really is. And you'd think they'd be on point with the, you know, the makeup effects as well. Maybe, I mean, maybe you can give some leeway to like lighting and camera. It just didn't quite catch it the way it used to. I don't know. But, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, actually, two points to come off that. Costumes. Um, the mother lady poison baby, uh, baby poisoner, rather. Uh, the Dornish woman? Or, yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I'd noticed in this show that someone was wearing a, a, a article of clothing that exposed cleavage. Yeah, I mean, the oldie things didn't expose too much cleavage, outside of whorehouses, of course. Yeah, and <laughs> so, I don't know, it just struck me as odd in this series that they weren't very booby outfits up until this point. Yeah, it's just I think it's a good contrast in the, because uh, she's from a different continent. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the change in uh, clothing. Yeah. Like, it's not an important point or anything, it was yeah. just like, huh. Oh, look, Cleavage, I've not... <laughs> s- How are you doing, old buddy? I haven't seen you for a while. It's been a while. Yeah, let's catch up. Um, but the other note about uh, consistency. Oh, my God. They uh, c- called Burnt Newton's death in this. Yeah, I know. Um, what's his name? Damn it, me. Yeah. Baldy McDragon fire. Yeah, when Varys is all, like, standing up to Daenerys, and she's like, ooh, should I trust you? Because you betrayed all your other rulers. And he's like, yes. And she's like, <laughs> well, if you ever betray me, I'll burn you alive. And she does. Yeah. Yeah, this whole back and forth, I mean, in amongst a bunch of standing and talking, it was interesting that really not immediately invading King's Landing and burning it to the ground was actually more Tyrion's idea, and he had to win Daenerys over on it. Because mm. he says, you don't want to be queen of the ashes. And yeah. later on, she's like, I don't want to be queen of the ashes. And he looks at her and goes, hey, that was my life. Ah, you're listening. <laughs> So, yeah. This is what a hand does. Yeah, this is basically, yep, gently yep. directing her power. Throws the ball, but she does the alley-oop. 
Yep, I think that's a sport. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved in this moment as well that Burnt was, yeah, <laughs> I'd expect you to uh, have Grey behead me or have your dragons devour me. No, I'll have my dragons burn you alive. And oh, she did. She did. Ah. Dan, yeah. She's a Dan of her word. Oh, so that was the other thing I was thinking is uh, little bits of uh, mean of girls. I mean, obviously Sam is going to be working in the library and that's going to be that whole thing. Yeah. So now we've got a different subplot of library stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to work it in, but this that series is coming together slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, we've got mean of girls, Grey Worms Anatomy. <laughs> Wait, there's another like grey name in, in there, isn't it? Uh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Who Gre- are these people? Those are the sailing people. Ah. None in the medical field. No. So close. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Dornish woman got to know some Greyjoy anatomy. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we also get a little bit of a Lady Orlando Tyrell. I think that's her name. I always get it wrong. The uh, old lady. Who's, hey, who is my awesome. sassy queen. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She was a runner up for my MVP, but there just wasn't enough of her. Yeah. There wasn't a big kind of thing. She does have some great moments of, I, your hand is very wise. I've known a lot of wise men and I've outlived them all because I didn't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like interesting, but also stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I loved how you said it, but I don't think I believe what you're saying. No, it's great. It's very, men, men are dumb and I've survived by not listening to them. It's great. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've also started to. I now I'm gonna perceive whenever so, whenever Daenerys says bend the knee, I'm gonna just equate that to meaning the same thing as like cut a rug. <laughs> so she just means dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's all bend the knee, John. So though, and he's like, no, no. <laughs> it's just like, come on, why not? The music's good. <laughs> That's how we get to mean of girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, her bending the knee. Just ah. good. It's, it's all she wants. Just all days, bending and knees, knees and bending. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to not slaughter King's Landing, but you better bend your knees. Blah. <laughs> you know, maybe she's just like safety supervisor, supervisor at her place. You know, if you're going to lift, bend the knee. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bend the back. Bend the knee. <laughs> uh, and they make plans to take Castle Rock, which at the time going forwards, this was a big moment. Like, oh, because we've never even seen it. And it was like, oh, cool. That's going to happen. And then I really like that uh, misdirection to that not happening. No, I got to say, it's a testament to this episode in me going backwards that I wasn't bored by it, even though I know that this was uh, kind of fruitless. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I liked watching this grow, you know, um, even though I didn't like the thing that it became. Like, yep. I think uh, it's, yeah, a real testament to this episode and the great performances and stuff that even though I knew what it was building up to, it built up wonderfully. Yeah, yeah, I can get This is a pretty solid one. For all that standing and talking, it's still a great episode. Yeah. Um, down to my last couple of notes here. Same um, here. Littlefinger is just little fingering about and meets John oh, in the crypt. Yeah. He's all like, you have many enemies, my lord, but I am totes not one of them. Oh, <laughs> I am so on your side. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love your sister and your mother. <laughs> <laughs> John is effectively like just slams me against the yeah. wall. It's like, yeah, good. We, we really needed to see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after yeah, John chokes him and walks away, he's like, he's obviously even more turned on. He's like, <laughs> oh, I so want to fuck her 10 times more now. Oh, now it's like forbidden. <laughs> ah, like the worst thing you could have done for my mojo was said yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of these moments where like, 
yeah, I hate him so much that I'm adoring the actor right now because he is so good at looking like a creepy skis bag. Yeah, he's just being smarmy. You just want to smack him in the face. And the opportunistic look that he gets mm-hmm. when John puts uh, Sansa in charge as well. Just like, ooh. <laughs> I think I felt it move. <laughs> My little finger is becoming a big oh. finger. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if he just put up his little finger every time something happened. He's like, ooh, you made it happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> previous episodes man i'm still expecting him to pulling up a little bit of sip of tea putting a little uh, uh what's the word conspiring chamomile or something <laughs> chamomile conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> pointing my little finger out <laughs> yep he recasting him will be fun <laughs> uh and my last note is aria meeting nymeria in the woods and nymeria is a good doggy oh so is that an actual dog and not like a person reincarnated? Uh, that is an actual, that's a dire wolf. So, ah. yeah. Um, not a doggo, not a papa. <laughs> I mean, it's still a doggo. They're all, they're <laughs> all good dogs, Elliot. Yeah, what's it like? Do I not malep? <laughs> <laughs> if I bark, do I not malem? <laughs> yep, or blep, whichever you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's no yeah. wrong answers in no, Doggo speak. Exactly. It's all adorable. <laughs> but uh, it's a sweet little moment and, you know, asks her to come back to, to uh, Winterfell with her and then Nymeria buggers off and she's like, well, that's not you. And it's like, ah, oh, there's an untamed sight to Arya even if she is going home. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of her, actually, like, I really enjoyed, like, how she was playing that scene with Hot Pie as yeah. well and just... Like, he's kind of trying to flirt with her, I guess? That's more of a reunion for him, I think. But, uh, oh, okay, they're, they're good old friends. Yeah, yeah, they've met before. And mm. uh, he does have the line of, I can't believe I thought you were a boy. You're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as flirting or just him being genuinely stunned. I choose everything he says on face value, and he's just the nicest person <laughs> in the entire kingdom. He, he takes the time to make a good pie. I know. He browns that sugar. Oh, uh, butter. Yeah, browns Either the way. butter. Yeah. Um... But I guess in the way that he was trying to be chivalrous, you know, he goes to pour her the drink and she just grabs it herself and just keeps scoffing the pie, fucking got crumbs all over her face. Yep, yep. Oh, wonderful bit of Arya being a slob. I love it. Yeah, and it's also one of the few Arya moments we don't need to use salad finger voice for. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she, just having a drink, eating the pie, doesn't need to be a creep. <laughs> no, uh, not salad fingers, just nom, nom, nom. <laughs> pie gouging. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also on dogs, I wanted to mention, I'm pretty sure Sophie Turner, who plays Sansa, actually adopted her uh, dog that played her dire wolf uh, when the filming was over. Oh, So, uh, yeah, that's nice. Good girl, Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet, but it probably sucks. <laughs> oh, uh, Dark or- Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, yeah. Order of the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> uh, it's one that maybe if it hits Netflix or Stan, I might chuck it on in a... I'll check it out. I'll be drunk. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after Apocalypse, I- I'm burnt. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was garbage. Anyway. Yeah, I've got two more notes. Seesaw Lannisters. I, fucking 12 episodes in, and I still can't remember names. Uh, her wingman. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he div- delivered that, oh, we have a solution, seemed so unconvincing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, showed her the crossbow, which would then like be pretty ineffectual later on. It's a weird mix of effective and incredibly un- uneffective. It's effective when they don't when they're not ready for it. Then yeah. it manages to take one out. But when they're ready, that thing sucks. Oh, yeah. The scorpion crossbow. And, yeah, this can't be a time where ammo is plentiful for that thing. That looks like it takes a tree. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. You, they're not in a time where they're gluing bits of wood together. That thing's got to be a one solid stick anyway. Yeah. 
can't waste a shot just so the queen can have a fucking go at well, dragon you can get bones. it back <laughs> I suppose yeah. dragon bones even a dead super ones are pretty solid i guess mm-hmm. and i only just noticed it was developed for tv by brian cogman and you see this after the game of thrones intro sequence mm. which is made of cogs man I am brian cogman <laughs> everything will be cogs <laughs> yeah no i like it <laughs> like yeah it developed for tv so what do you think for the intro sequence cogs yeah <laughs> Look, he said that for literally everything. I know, just give it give it to him for the intro sequence. We, just, yeah. <laughs> we managed to get all the main characters to not be made of cogs. <laughs> I'm guessing he had something to do with Rick and Morty's uh, The Gear People. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't rule it out. It makes too much sense. Of course he's exactly what his last name implies. <laughs> We're looking at you, Cogman. Mm-hmm. Favourite band being uh, 2000s Bogan Prog Band Cog. I mean, I enjoyed what you reach for that. <laughs> <laughs> Bogan Prog. That's a weird genre. Yeah, like Carnival. Yeah, and... no, I know what you mean. That's kind of the fun thing. Bogan Prog. Yeah. It should appeal to me personally being a prog fan, but I've just, I can never latch onto it. Yeah, just a little too meat-headed. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that puts me out of notes. Comes to our last question. How do we get here? Oh, so it was storming. So I reckon everyone was playing outside, you know, <laughs> having a really nice day. I reckon there was even like a little bit of a picnic and like dragons were helping toast marshmallows and then Aww. storm comes and then the marshmallow goes, oh, I didn't get to toast it. No, you got to get inside. And Fuck everyone's the marshmallows. really disappointed. Yeah. So you're saying a low pressure system is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's adorable. <laughs> More picnics in this goddamn show. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps us up for this episode. But um, so we'll be getting on out of here. That's been Elliot J of O'Neill. The one. <laughs> yeah, you really got to get a lozenge. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch is ended. <laughs>